This week, I want to share several pearls of wisdom and best practices around communications and conducting yourself to your best advantage out there in the world. Too many people go through life not realizing how vital effective communications and healthy relationships are. Don't let that be you. This advice will work for you for cultivating and sustaining healthy relationships at work, in business, and with your family and friends. We'll dive right in after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 53 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. Now, outside of my work here, I do other things apart from dealing with the uh, podcast and the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book. I've been drafting up some advice to share with a group of technologists, but it occurred to me that some of that material might be useful to you guys. So this week, I want to share 10 of those thoughts to see if you want to consider incorporating any of that into your own lives. So let's dive right in. Item number one of the 10. Your credibility is your stock in trade. Credibility. Your credibility is your stock in trade. Once your credibility account balance is spent in many organizations, and remember, I was preparing this material initially for technologists in a, in a work setting, in a work organization. Once your account, your credibility account balance is spent, it's to zero, you're pretty much done in a lot of organizations. People might stop listening to you. They might stop asking for your advice or asking you to participate in things. Now, you sometimes, rarely, can recover from a total, total loss of credibility at work, but it can be difficult. Now, thinking about our problem domain here, what about your credibility with your wife or girlfriend or partner? Do you have an infinite amount of that? Do you have an infinite, unlimited, inexhaustible supply of credibility with her? If you lose that credibility, will she start doubting you at some point? If you aren't careful to maintain a healthy, 
and useful credibility account balance, for the lack of a better term. You can think of credibility like having a stack of poker chips. You can lose a few here and there, and or you can gain, gain some. Or you can lose them all, and if you do, what will your girlfriend or wife think of you then if you lose them all? Can you recover if you hit a zero balance? Or will your relationship change? Will she start treating you differently? Number two, lean into your work and get things done, but do so without leaving a trail of damage and destruction behind you. Get your stuff done, but without leaving a trail of damage and destruction behind you. At work and work settings, you don't know when you will encounter these same people later. They might eventually get promoted over top of you, or you may need to rely on them in a future project or setting in some way. If that happens, what will you do if your relationship with them was permanently destroyed from something you did months or years back? Now, thinking about this again in terms of our subject matter here with the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, what might this advice mean when it comes to family and friends and girlfriends and wives and partners? Do you get to take a crap all over them for some short-term matter, or is it better to take care of them and think of the bigger picture and their well-being and the long-term? Number three, if you want to be trusted, be trustworthy. If you want to be trusted, be trustworthy. Some folks might start out in every setting by default trusting you at work and life as a friend or in your family, what have you. But you need to earn or maintain that trust going forward. Just because you are a boyfriend or a husband or a coworker or a friend, that doesn't mean you are automatically trusted forever. Your actions need to justify other people's trust in you for the long term. If you want to be trusted, be trustworthy. Number four, try to avoid being a no person. Aim for something more like advocate or trusted advisor or good, reliable partner. People are more likely to want to work with you in every way on the job, in business, as a customer or business partner, also within your own family and among your friends. People like having supportive advocates around, people with positive energy, as long as it and the person is actually genuine. Number five, seed, cultivate, and sustain good relationships as best you can with people at all levels of the organization. That same advice applies to women close to you, family, and your circle of friends. So let's rephrase it. Seed, cultivate, and sustain good relationships as best you can with everyone as best you can. Not everyone will like you in life, and that is fine. Not everyone will treat you fairly in life, and that is also fine. You control your own behavior and actions, and please always try to take that high road when it comes to how you treat other people. Number six, look for and, as best you can, harvest the wins in every situation, even the worst ones. Try to look for ways to gain from events, even the worst ones that happen to you. Now, I don't mean by cheating and manipulating a situation and taking advantage of anything or anyone. I mean honest wins, honest progress. If nothing else, the wins can be good lessons learned from whatever went wrong in a given situation. No matter what crappy thing happens to me in life, I am immediately mentally pouring over it to figure out how to improve or what I call harvest or cash in on the wins in the situation to focus on the wins. 
For example, if I am having a problem with an irate person over something, some issue, some legitimate issue at business or in personal life or no, or no matter what, my mind isn't on working on just how to lower the temperature and escape the situation and move past it in some perhaps not high quality way. I am looking for ways for all parties involved to come out better even if I'm upset with the person and how they're treating me or talking to me or being disrespectful, I don't care. I'm looking for the wins. And I am thinking about turning any person opposed to me or my organization or my business into an ally. I want them to be supportive, a friend or an advocate for me or the organization or whatever it is I'm representing. That's what I mean by looking for wins. That's a great example. Number seven. Avoid gossiping or engaging with people who gossip. This sounds like small potatoes, but it's actually kind of a big thing in interpersonal relationships. If you gossip about a person, others might believe you will gossip about them 10 minutes later. If you're gossiping with person A about person B, person A may walk away from that, that exchange, that interaction, thinking for sure this is a gossiper, this is not a high-quality person, this is not, not a high-quality communicator, and this, this person, me, I will go and gossip about them as soon as I get a chance, as soon as my back is turned. That's not good. You don't want that. So don't talk about people behind their backs. Even if it feels fun at the time and helps you blow off steam or is what a particular social group is doing, don't you participate in it. The people you are talking to likely won't see you in a positive way for doing that. Also, as best you can, try to avoid being seen as part of, part of gossip circles or the gossip grapevine or whatever as you call it. Instead, be seen as the relentlessly and consistently positive person. Number eight, try to avoid unnecessary or undesirable pot stirring. Avoid starting or resuming trouble or negative situations at work, in your family, or with your friends, even if you like causing problems, adding to drama, or enjoy train wrecks. To be honest with you, 25% of my personality enjoys schadenfreude, and I laugh at bizarre situations, but that's part of my challenge, is to suppress that part of my personality and try to be predictably, consistently, reliably positive, and hyper-focused on achieving the goals and stacking the wins that I need to do every day. Number nine, consider that others might be acting a certain way or taking a certain course of action because they and or others around them, like leadership at work, managers at work, may have information that you don't have. This applies to family and friends as well. You might not know everything about a particular situation involving a person, so be careful about forming incorrect opinions on situations too early. Hear people all the way out, all the way out, if they want to talk to you and tell you about a situation, or stay out of the matter altogether, perhaps. Don't engage in something or form an incorrect opinion without being fully informed if it's your business to be fully informed and engaged on a particular matter. Number 10. Lastly, building on everything we've just discussed, the prior nine items, as your confidence improves every day and you feel to your core the impact of you making progress, achieving your goals, and stacking those wins every day, you stacked hundreds or thousands of them, your prosperity's there, your money's there, your life is improving, don't start stomping around the world like a colossus 
enforcing your will on others, even if you're perfectly well-intentioned and well-meaning, be careful. Be Have your relationships be based on mutual trust. Have them be healthy. It's good enough if you have high credibility and are perceived as a trusted advisor and advocate with healthy relationships in every aspect of your life, at work, in business, at home with your wife or your girlfriend and children if you have them, with your friends, I believe you will have a far more effective and positive impact. All right, that's all I have for this week. Let's get after it out there. Let's go.